Ben. Yeah. What are you doing? We have a show to do. Get away from that blackjack table. What's the matter with you? <laughs> no, sir. He doesn't want to go double or nothing. We have a show to record. Ben, get over here. We have a show to record. All right. All after, right. After the, after the show, we can go play the roulette wheel 21 slot machine. Come on, man. I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to flirt with no, the blackjack no, dealer. No. She was hot. No, 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 no. Hold on. on wait, wait, wait. No. Oh, come on, man. We have a show to do. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host. <laughs> what was that? Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, but ladies, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if I wasn't here, my co-host would be out of control right now. So I am your host, Ali Okinawa, alongside the, that rambling, gambling man. Who's always pierced some barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, you card sharp. What's going on? Yes, I I, I just finished uh, uh, rewatching the Stadium Stampede match. I was feeling extra uh, crazy, so I wanted to uh, place a couple extra bets at the blackjack table and uh, continue. Yes, yeah, you lost track of time, didn't you? Yes, that's, why I, that's why I had to pull you away. I was uh, I confess I was flirting with the de- with the dealer. She was very yeah. She was very pretty, so. Um, um, I, I'm afraid that's not very of you. Yeah, yeah, so what do you expect me to do? I mean, you know, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, AEW double or nothing, what do you think? So, overall, I thought it was a, a very good show. It was, um, um, interestingly enough, I really thought that this, show was like very um top heavy in terms of you know the the quality of the matches because the like the main events like you know so john moxley versus Brody lee and um the stadium stampede match were um i thought the, the best matches in terms of entertainment value um and then you know, it's not it's not like any of the rest of them were bad, but it's just the the card just seemed very um, top heavy to me. But the uh, the stadium stampede match just in and of itself was worth the um, the purchase price because you know even though it's not the traditional wrestling match um, or like a you know traditional stipulation, I have to say. That I had more fun watching that match, and like like I said, I watched it twice. I just finished rewatching it in preparation for this. Um, I had more fun watching this match than than any match probably in the last five to ten years. Okay, so why don't we uh, get into this card from top to bottom, starting with the buy-in, the best friend. Now, did you watch the buy-in? Yes, I did. Okay, um, so I think it's the one, but the, the best friends defeating private party. Yeah, and um, you know the the one thing that I have to mention about that one, um, is the private party was was off their game. You could you could just see it. They were they they were not firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, I I would I would guess that that had something to do with the uh, with the layoff and not being able to com- compete, and uh, you know not being on the shows because of the quarantine. But yeah, they because um, I I love Private Party. They're one of my they're one of my favorite tag teams, and I see big money on them in the future. Um, but it, it was it was very obvious that they have been outside of, outside of the ring because se- several moves were sloppy and and uh, mistimed and I I felt bad for them really because I know that that's not um I know that that's not what they're capable of and you know just to to have that kind of match on that platform I kind of felt bad for them but the uh, the one uh cool classy spot by them was um 
they hit the uh, C9, which was prime time's uh, finishing move as a um, tribute to Shad Gaspard. So I thought that was cool. Um, but I'm looking forward to Private Party getting back in the ring on a, on a more consistent basis because I want to see them return to what they were before all this, um, you know, pandemic stuff started because it's, it clearly took a toll on their in-ring timing and, uh, and uh, ring rush-wise. So, um, and so um, the show starts off with the ladder match, the casino ladder match for a future AEW World Championship match. We had Darby Allen, Cold Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Gazarian, and Luchasaurus. And the surprise uh, entrant was Brian Cage, who was accompanied by Taz. I actually, I actually really like that um, combination. Um, and I was, um, I was right uh, in terms of projecting that the surprise entrant would be Brian. Brian Cage, uh-huh. so I was I was happy to see that. I read after the fact that he had been signed um, with AEW since January, um, but he uh, he had been out with um, with that injury. So um, we're finally getting to see him now. And I I always really liked Brian Cage. I I, I still maintain that he has to be on steroids. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean any disrespect, but there's, there's no way a human being can be that big and, and not be on steroids. I mean, because his body is all like disproportionate and shit. I just, you know. And so of course, Brian Cage uh, wins in this match. Um, did did you see him in, in the WWE? The WWE? Um, no, I did not see him in WWE, oh, but I, he was I, in, he was in the FCW. Okay, well, the, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't see any FCW stuff, so that would make sense. I never saw him either because I I didn't really watch FCW. All right, so next went up was surprising because I thought this match was going to be bad, but MJF defeating Jungle Boy. This was actually quite a good match. Yeah, this was this was um Jungle Boy's best outing um by a long shot. I was um I was very pleased um for him um because you know the way that they were building him up um before AEW got really big, you know I I thought that this kid was gonna be a big um focal point for them. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out uh, not to be the case. And then when they when they paired him up with uh, Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt, particularly Marco Stunt, I was like, oh, this is this is not gonna go well. Oh come on, or, he's your favorite wrestler, isn't he? No, he, no. Oh, um, I I heard that you that you're a fan of his. He, well, that you, he, he he that he looks up to you literally. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's 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 funny, right? Because um, because the only person that I know of that is shorter than shorter than him uh, in my personal life is my personal trainer, who happens. I mean, that that girl is a strong motherfucker. She's like fu- she's like five foot. Uh, Five foot nothing, maybe five one, and she can lift like two hundred and eighty five pounds and shit. She she owns all the you know like state records for her age division and weightlifting. So it's just it's very off putting when you see someone of that stature lift lift that much. But it's just, but I'm convinced that she that she herself could kill. Um, you know, uh, Marco Stunt. It's you know, I I I I said this last week, or maybe the week before, but he's like the male version of Rio. Every time, every time he's in the ring, I just feel like he's gonna get broken in half. Um, 
and uh, I just maybe it's me, and certainly, certainly, I'm not, I'm not going after Margo. If he really wants to be a wrestler, that's great, and if he can have a successful career, then obviously I would want that for him. Um, but I just, me personally, I just, I cannot get behind this guy. It, it, it's just, it's just, I, I don't, I don't understand his, his appeal. Okay, next uh, was a finals for the AEW TNT Championship. Cody defeating. Oh, oh, actually, let's 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 go let's go back because we we focused on on one guy. So let me just say something oh, sorry, about. Go on. Let me just say something about MJF, and then we'll move on. Um, let me let me let me just clarify. So my my distaste for for. Uh, Marco Sana as a performer is only matched by by how big of a uh, MJF guy I am, uh, because I have always been a fan of the heels much more than I have faces. As a general rule, the entire time I've been watching wrestling, um, you know, Rey Mysterio being the only glaring exception. Other than that, I I have always I've always uh, found myself drawn to the heels. Well, he was um, a heel in the WWE video games, so that's... Yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, he, he got he got broken in half by Batista for his trouble, so I, he uh, thank God for Evan Bourne to save his ass on that one. Um, but, um, but, you know, it's just MJF has everything I'm looking for in, in an effective uh, heel, and and for him to be that young and for him to get it to that extent is is absolutely amazing to me and um i uh, i'm very excited to see where they go with him in the future and um and the other thing too is like right now i can see his partnership with wardlow working um especially if they put more emphasis on wardlow um, but I'd be very, I'd be very interested to see uh, the breakup of MJF and Wardlow to see how that would go. Because looking at them, you would expect Wardlow to just kick his ass and, and murder him. Um, but I don't think that that would be the case because I think, I think they're gonna play, uh, play, um, uh, what. what I'm, I'm, oh yes, play, play MJF. I was, I was briefly blanking out on his name. Um, how dare I? Um, I think they're gonna play him as a like a very cerebral competitor and like outsmart the big man, so to speak. So I'd be very interested to see um, where they go down the line in terms of whether they turn um, Wardlow on MJF or vice versa. Um, so I'm a, I'm a fan of MJF, and I was not expecting this match to be great, given the uh, given the fact that neither MJF or um, Jungle Boy has has wrestled consistently since uh, the start of um, our current situation. But th- they really surprised me on this one, and uh, this was this was like a, a nice little treat for the evening because. Because, like I said, I wasn't expecting much out of it. So, okay. So next we had the finals for the AEW TNT Championship. Cody defeating Lance Archer. Ben, <laughs> what yeah. do you think? What do you think of this uh, this belt? Well, it, well I, I, I know, I know, I already know it's not the final product, but I'm saying, what did you think? Well, the fact that they put it on air. Uh, when it wasn't finished, um, I I don't know how I felt about that, but then then again, they didn't have much of a choice given the fact that uh, you know one, it was the finals of the tournament, and they had Mike Tyson coming in. Um, Mike Tyson. But based on its um, based on its uh, current uh, form, I was very underwhelmed by uh, the championship 
it it has potential, and I was very relieved to to, uh, to read that it wasn't its final form because if, if it was, then that would be a problem. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, um, being underwhelmed, uh, I don't know about you, but I was I was extremely underwhelmed by Mike Tyson's involvement. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything. I know he just like, sat, he just sat there at ringside uh, acting like a cheerleader for Cody. It's just it's absolutely it was weird, you know. Um, and um, as I understand it, he's coming to uh, Dynamite tomorrow night. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully there will be some development in uh, in the Mike Tyson thing. I'm not sh- I'm not sure how. Uh, how long this AEW thing is going to last for Mike because um, as I just read before we um, before we hooked up to get on the air tonight um, apparently he has agreed to fight Tyson Fury so I'm going to look I don't care I'm going to look further into that because I I would I would be very surprised if that were actually the case, and I would have to call bullshit on that report just on uh, preemptive impressions. Because I don't—I mean, I know—I know Mike Tyson's a badass and in fantastic shape, but I don't know if you want to put him in, in the ring with Tyson Fury at this point. Not with, not, not with the age difference being what it is, but but talking about the actual. Uh, match between Cody and um, and the Murder Hawk Monster, which I'm not I'm not a fan I'm not a fan of that nickname at all. It's, it's, and the the and the the Red Mohawk. I'm sorry, Lance, but that doesn't look intimidating, and that does not help your character. It looks like you, you know what he, you know what he looks like. He, oh, no. he looks. He looks like a big jacked up version of Rufio from Hook. It, it, it's just I I can't I I can't take it seriously. <laughs> every every time he comes on the screen, I just want to go Rufio, Rufio. It's like shut up. <laughs> then you know, but then he gets in the ring and fucking kills people. So so then then. Then my faith is restored in him being uh, portrayed as a badass. But okay. um, but the the thing that um the thing that really uh, surprised me about this match was um the level of of offense that um that Cody took. I mean the level of an ass beating that he. Laid out and and give the guy credit. I don't, I don't care what you say, but he. I mean he. He's not. I don't think he's giving himself the, the title just to give himself the title. I think. Um, I think him winning the title uh, plays well off of the uh, no world title opportunity stipulation, and I actually. I actually respect it because, you know, simulations like that typically don't mean shit in the world of professional wrestling. So the fact that they're sticking with it that long Mm -hmm. um, is something that I both respect. And it also elevates the importance of the TV title uh, now that Cody has it more more so than... Than it would have if um, if Archer had won it. So so on on one hand, I think Archer as a character would have benefited more from winning the the, um, the championship. But from a prediction standpoint, and the and the reason why I chose Cody was because. Um, one, you're not going to bring Mike Tyson in and have Cody lose. But uh, two, um, you know, it, him winning the winning the championship with the the no heavyweight title situation 
really helps elevate the importance of um, of the TV t uh, or of the TNT title. Yeah, I forgot, but I forgot about that stipulation after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next, we had Chris Stenlander defeating Penelope Ford, Penelope Ford, who was substituting for Britt Baker. Um, I'm, you know what, I'm just, I can't really get behind this women's division, and it, it's, it's nothing like, like, I'm, I'm not trying to be derisive or, or, or an ass about anything. But it's just, it, it continues to be a glaring weakness of the AEW roster. And I don't know, um, I don't know what they're going to do to um, kind of reset it. And we'll get more into the idea of reset when we talk about Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. But, um, and this match was actually the second uh, shortest match. On the card, yeah. Well, yeah, well, in, in that regard, it, it should have been. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that these women don't try or whatever. So pl please don't misunderstand me. It's just, it's just. I think with with the landscape of women's wrestling being what it is, and the fact that um, WWE has such a monopolization. Um, over women's wrestling as it is, I think it's very difficult for any other division that does not include someone like a Tesla Blanchard um, to uh, get off on the right foot. So everything that I have seen from the women's division in AEW so far uh, has not impressed me. And if they're going to continue um, to to feature it to the degree that they have. And I think it's obvious that they will um, based on how the company has presented itself. Um, then they're going to have to make some serious adjustments or, or call in, um, you know, one, two or three more uh, female talents that can really elevate this division because right now they are so they are so far behind everything else that AEW does. It's actually kind of sad. And uh, I said this was the second shortest. The next match was actually the shortest match at three minutes and 20 seconds of Dustin Rhodes defeating Sean Spears. Well, and, and that was that was just, I didn't like that. You know, oh, that, that, that was just weird. I didn't like uh, the beginning where they were like teasing his uh, entrance and he never shows up. And then and then you see him uh, pop up behind Sean Spears. Well, I mean, and, and that angle is so overplayed as it is. But one, it's like I felt like that match was just put on the card for the sake of being put on the card because it was, it was just confirmed you know, the previous Wednesday on, on Dynamite uh, last week, as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, I, I brought up to you in our last uh, show that I didn't like um, that one line in the promo where they're yeah, bringing yeah. up Justin's uh, substance abuse history. I don't think that was necessary. And for this to be a, th a three-minute match, I'm not really understanding the point of it. So, um, you know, because it was a three-minute match, I have to somewhat reserve judgment and see where they go with it, but I'm not sure why this was included on the pay-per-view if this is what it was going to be. Okay. For the AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida defeating Nyla Rose to become the new champion. The best thing I can say about it was the legit emotion when Hikaru won it. That's the that's the best thing I can say about it. Um, you know, you know, whenever I criticize Nyla Rose, it has nothing to do with any other factor other than other than her her wrestling and and my my distaste for um, the the women's division in AEW as a whole. I just, but you know. 
Nyla Rose, I, you know, she looks different. She looks, I mean, she, you know, she looks like an imposing uh, figure that you would want to build the division around. Um, so from that perspective, I get it. Um, but it, and I'm not saying she doesn't work her ass off. I, I, I don't know. I don't know her. Um, you know, I, I have no interest in ins insulting her, her um, work. It's just from a, from a fan's perspective, I don't get it. If they're gonna if they're gonna feature her on TV the way that they do and and try to rebuild her in uh, in the after effects of this um, layoff here that a lot of these wrestlers have had. They gotta, they gotta do something here, cause, cause a lot of, a lot of these women just aren't, aren't, they aren't working for me. Okay. <laughs> what do you, what do you think of, of Nyla Rose and the women's division as a whole? Oh, we've already uh, gone over this a whole lot, a lot of times on the other show. Oh my, I was never a big fan of uh, Nyla Rose. The women's division, I think, is kind of, I think it. There are weeks where it looks like it's getting better, but then there are other weeks where it still looks the same. I want to see, like, I don't want to see the same ones on my TV screen every week. I want to see the ones they use on AEW Dark. Yeah, it's like, um, it's it's like seeing Charlotte Flair on, uh, you know, on Monday Night Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. It's just kind of... I, sh I showed you that, that really weird one, didn't I? Uh yeah, on um, AEW Dark, that Abaddon or whatever her name was. Yeah, that was that was really strange. <laughs> that one won't last long. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if she's already gone. Uh well you know but the, but speaking of AEW Dark, that that's another thing. Before we get back on the on the card, now granted I don't watch it. Um, no, do I? Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna criticize it, but it, it's, it seems like, you know, they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of, you know, undercard talent in, in, in the wings in AEW, given what my understanding of AEW Dark is, um, and the other problem with AEW is that I don't see them having a mid card, and if you know, and if they're gonna have this uh, this new uh, mid card championship, that being the TNT title, um, they're really gonna have to build that as well. So, you know, there there are a lot of things that AEW is doing that I genuinely applaud and. Um, I respect them for, um, and obviously I want to I want to see them succeed. I want to see the entire uh, professional wrestling landscape succeed. To be honest with you, because you know I love it and we love it. That's why we do this show. Um, you know, it, it's just the the both the women and the, the distance between the top tier stars and the and the and the and the mid card or the you know the lower uh, seated guys is it's it's a vast difference. So that's a that's a gap that they're gonna have to close um, sooner rather than later. I think if the, if they're gonna have a, a successful run with a uh, with a mid-card championship, especially when Cody's not the champion anymore. Because as long as he is, I feel like he can carry it. Uh, talking about the division. But, um, you know, I don't see that lasting forever. So they got to they gotta make some changes there. You're, uh, you're muted, bro. There you go. Okay, so um, next match for the AEW World Championship, John Moxley retaining the title by defeating Brody Lee. I'm sorry, Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah, yeah, he'll come kick your ass. I know, right? And, um, Better watch it. And, and God forbid if you sneeze in front of him. 
Oh, wait a minute. Is that a Vince McMahonism? Or, yeah, yeah. Well, you get my point. Um, but um, the first thing I would have to say about that is um, I really like the ending. I thought that that was, that, that was well done in terms of having uh, Brody Lee pass out, thus, uh, gi- thus giving the win to uh, Moxley and having him recapture the physical um, championship. Because, you know, the, the way that, um, that Mr. Brody Lee has been uh, booked, um, you know, I don't think he could have, he could afford a loss, you know, in, in, in like a clean loss, so to speak, um, being pinned or submitted in, in, in his first uh, major uh, match, really. Um, so, so I, I think that they did a fantastic job protecting him in terms of the fact that he didn't. Uh, he didn't give up, but rather pass out. So that I enjoyed. Um, I always enjoy uh, John Moxley, um, which, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I like Dean Ambrose in WWE, but I wasn't like, I wasn't a big Dean Ambrose guy because, you know, he was just so, you know, overly produced and overly, uh, overly booked, especially in his involvement with the Shield. I think, I think the Shield overall was um, overly booked, but especially when, especially when he uh, went off on his own and, and became WWE champion. Um, I don't think that helped him helps his career in terms of presentation because he was just so overly, you know, WWE machinized, uh, so to speak. So it's, it's, it's almost like we're being reintroduced to the wrestler, uh, that is Sean Moxley. Um, because there, there is, there's virtually no, um, you know, obviously we know it's it's the same guy, but there's like I don't see a lot of similarities between uh, Dean Ambrose and John Moxley, if that makes sense. Like they're entirely they're entirely different uh, characters and, and styles of wrestlers. Okay. In, in my opinion, so, um, but the one thing I, the one thing i will say in terms of a, a negative on this match which overall I, I very much enjoyed as i said i think i think this match and the stadium stampede match which we'll get into in a minute really carried the show um, but uh, the one uh, criticism that i would give it constructively would be that i think it went too long um, i i this match yeah. I no, 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 no. Dispatch single too long. The the stadium stampede went long. No, 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 no. I, I, and I, I understand that, but I'm, I'm just saying, even with this match, um, oh, yeah, I, it, it felt like it went too long. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, just because, just because. Personally, I didn't see Brody Lee being in in this long of a match. Uh, considering how he's been uh, booked and, and protected. Now, granted, I understand it's Sean Moxley, but but being the fact that they're both very um, very um, scrappy and very um, you know uh, as they wrestle the way that they, they do, I didn't see this going as long as it did. So. Um, yeah. But having said that, I was I was very um, I was very impressed with the match. I enjoyed it, so I don't have anything uh, really negative to say. It's just I I can pick out little th- little things here and there that that personally I would have done differently. But uh, with the ending being what it was, I think um, overall I I went home heavy at the end of that match. Okay. Now, Ben, the last match of the evening, this one was one hank of a ring-a-ding-dong dandy. 
Uh, well, yes. Uh, I, I, I swear, this was 34 minutes, the stadium is stampede, but it felt like it went on a longer than that. Well, but, but here, here's, here's the thing, right? So, obviously, we're, we're getting a lot more of the cinematic approach to, to matches in, in the midst of um, what's going on right now. Um, and, and that's understandable. Um, but obviously this was, this was the first real, uh, cinematic offering from AEW. So I was like, yeah, so I wasn't really sure going in, like what do we expect? And obviously I, I had never heard of a stadium stampede match, but I have to say from an entertainment point of view, I absolutely loved this this thing, and I, I like. Oh, there, there's just one thing I didn't like. That you didn't like? Yeah. Okay. So, so what? What's that? They had the ring. They didn't even use the ring. <laughs> well, well, hardly at all. Which, which I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I I didn't get why they had a ring there when it wasn't even used at all. Yeah. And, well, from the very beginning, but um. But, uh, yeah, from, I mean, just from the very uh, start of the match, I loved, you know, the presentation of it. Like, um, you know, the inner circle coming out in their own jerseys. <laughs> I want uh, one. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Um, you know, from, even from the small details of their numbers and, and them having uh, significance. Like, uh, for instance, uh, Jericho wore number 27, which was his father's number when he played hockey for the Rangers. Yep. Um, or uh, 93 being the year that uh, Sammy Guevara is born. Uh, or I was. study college. Uh, good Lord. Well, now you're making me feel young. Thank you, because... Uh, <laughs> because I was, I was four and five years old at the time, so... I I appreciate I appreciate you reminding me of my youth, um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. I mean, just um, and even like the use of the whistle by Aubrey to like start the stampede and and uh, well, well, you know what I really love? I love when Sherlock was started arguing with her when she counted the two count and he's like it was three and she's like you're challenging me. <laughs> Yeah, and then they went actually went under the hood and, and um, everything, and and there were there were a lot of there were a lot of spots that I enjoyed. Like poor Sammy Guevara, he's had a rough couple of weeks. Well, with the with, with, with the with the suplex all the way down to the end zone. <laughs> well, yeah, because with, with the um, well, first, well, first he got he got chased by a by a horse. Uh, <laughs> And that was, I, I'm typically scared of horses, but I have to say that was, that was an absolutely stunning horse. Um, and, um, and then he, uh, he was getting chased by the, um, by another golf cart, uh, driven by Matt Hardy late, uh, later on in the match. And then he took that, uh, you know, massive, uh, one winged angel off the top of the one part of the stadium. So he was having a, a rough uh, week, but I liked a lot of the, I, I liked a lot of the visuals and, and presentations in this. Uh, um, particularly, I liked the, uh, I'm sorry, particularly I liked the uh, bar scene uh, between. Uh, yeah, Adam Page and Jake Hager. Uh, yes, and and also Kenny Omega was involved yep. a little bit. Um, I'll tell you what that uh, choke slam on top of the uh, on top of the pool table. Oh my God, that had to, that had to hurt because I'll tell you what that wasn't rigged. That pool table was not gimmicked. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, good, good, no, no one, no wonder they, they they took some shots before that spot. Good God! Oh um, God. And, um, I also loved the um, the like the pool spot where they where they turned it into the lake of re reincarnation. 
Because, uh, you know. And what you see with Santana, it looks like only at Ortiz to get in the pool. Ortiz is like, Can I, I can't swear because of a pendejo. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then the commentators are going, it's, it's three feet of water. <laughs> <laughs> they try um, to drown Matt Hardy, all the versions of Matt Hardy show up. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's doing like the, the, the shotgun, you know, stuff with the hand gestures from like, version one and, and we saw the return of, of the upgraded Vanguard. And we saw, uh, we saw we saw the little matter of fact uh, uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it, it, it was just it was all these. It was just fun. It was all these little nods to um, yeah. Matt Hardy's past uh, characters, which it was, was, it was just fun. The whole the, oh the whole thing was was tremendous. Yeah. Um, so in terms of entertainment value. I would I would put that above the Money in the Bank match from WWE uh, by a long shot. I'm give, and, I'd give uh, this an eight out of ten. This show, even an eight point five. Yeah, over, overall I would give it. I that's exactly what I was going to give. It was eight point five, uh, largely because of the last two matches. That's the first. Um, this, is, this is the first pay per view that's gotten an A. Jeez. Well, actually, well, technically, eighty-five percent. So, eighty-five percent is an A. No, it's not. That's a it's B. A. No, it's not. Seventy, seventy to seventy-five is a B. Oh well, we, well, you must have a different calibration system in Canada because in in, in the U.S., uh, eighty to eighty-nine is a B. What's an A? Uh, ninety to a hundred. Okay, yeah, so I guess, yeah, here I guess it's a different then. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, but yeah, I, uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, I, um, I look forward to them, uh, doing it again in the future, and I think mm-hmm. they will because, um, I was reading, uh, I was reading an interview from Tony Khan. And he said that they're hoping to make it a fixture of double or nothing, which is, which is something that I would be completely behind because yep. even the smallest little details where it's like, where um, Sammy Guevara escaped from uh, Hangman Page and the horse, and he comes back into the, the stadium, and and the, the cheerleaders are cheering, Sammy, Sammy, you know. And uh, my understanding was that it was pre-taped uh, the day before. Um, so I don't care what the was fun. They did a great job. Yes, oh, absolutely. Um, so I absolutely love that. And uh, and overall, I would have to say that this was easily the most entertaining pay-per-view of, of the 2020 ca- calendar so far. Uh, with... with in my book, there were only like two stinkers on the card. Uh, the first one being the uh, casino uh, ladder yeah. match. I, I didn't like that. Um, and then actually, actually, I would have to say three stinkers because I didn't, I didn't like either one of the women's matches. Okay. All right. Um, but, but hence, hence why I say that um, you know. Moxley and uh, Mr. Ruddy Lee, and then of course the Stadium Stampede match really uh, carried the show. So, um, thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, looking forward to seeing what AEW can do in the future. Okay. Now, Ben, before we go, I have to ask you: You follow Hank and Page on Twitter? Yes, I do. Did you read his latest tweet? Uh, yeah. On, on uh, wearing people that don't wear masks. Well, then he would have he would have been mad at me today because, uh, although although under under no circumstances will I ever eat man ass, but, <laughs> 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 but 
Like, when I started, like, wait, did you just say that? Yeah, but, but, like, but like here, here's the thing. So, it, um, I actually agree with his sentiment, even though he said it in a very humorous way. I, oh, I, no, I know, with, I know, I just had to bring it up because it was hilarious when, like, how he put it. Yeah, but, but I, but I will say the, the reason why I didn't uh, wear a mask was because. I, I was in public, but I was working out at the time, so, um... We gotta breathe. Um, you, can't, you can't wear a mask when you're working out. You gotta breathe. Yeah, the, well, that's exactly it. And I, I can't breathe and, and, you know, work out at the, at the same time while wearing a mask. So that's why I did that. But, um, you know, but, but other than that, I, I would agree. I would agree with him entirely. Yeah, but well, well done. That was funny when I saw that. I was just, I literally laughed out loud at that. Well, well, well and, and remember, remember at the, at the beginning, at the beginning of uh, this period, he he also sent out like a like an official letterhead uh, kind of uh, notice. It said he, he would no longer be sharing beers with fans uh, during the uh, pandemic. Yep. And, he, you know, it was all official looking and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Adam, Adam Page has, has really grown on me. Yo, I like Adam Page. I, I like him a lot. All right. So, Ben, what do you see we bring this uh, bonus episode to a close? Absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, I know uh, you want to get back to the blackjack tables. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a, I got a date with with uh, the the lady running the running the table. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but thanks for um, hanging in there with me with all these uh, bonus episodes and um, you know we'll, well start. It, it, we'll it, start. Make, it, it makes the main shows uh, a lot shorter, which is a good thing. Yeah, and I, I kind of, I kind of like the fact that we're starting to do this a little bit more regularly because it, I, I think it just kind of helps us uh, stay in the flow. And honestly, it makes it easier to put the stuff up faster and just, uh, you know, it, it keeps us fresh and, and really helps us get better in terms of uh, the presentation of the show. So even though uh, you're uh, you're you're completely in darkness right now. Luckily, the people cannot see you because this is not a visual podcast. Um, but nonetheless, uh, thanks for hanging out with me tonight, and I will see you on uh, on uh, Saturday night along with the rest of of the fans for the return of our regularly scheduled and, and hold up, Ben. Program. I want to listeners what we have on Saturday. Because I don't even know, aside from the Undertaker, I don't even know what we have. Um, so we're gonna have our our regular weekly coverage, right. um, and 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 little bit little bit of a spoiler. You're actually gonna get a semi-positive raw review, which I was very uh, surprised about uh, last night, and then we're, and then we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna do uh, actually, you know, we don't we don't even have to do the Undertaker's stuff because because it's not coming back until June fourteenth. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, maybe we'll uh, you and I will talk about. Uh, we can look um, at one of the lists that I yeah. have saved the email. Um, but I think I think overall. Um, this is going to be a return to just uh, weekly coverage. We'll do some, we'll do a little bit of news. To maybe fill maybe, out maybe we'll that. maybe we'll do the greatest wrestler of all time. That was the first list I saved to my email. Yeah, and I I would be very interested to uh, to hear your take on that because I'm I'm kind of set in stone as to who I think um, you know the greatest wrestler is. So. Uh, I can't, 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 can't believe this guy picked number one, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh well, well the th- the thing the thing about that, you, you even though like I'm I'm right there with you in, in terms of your line of thinking, 
I, w I would hope that he meant that in terms of being a draw. Uh, because say what, say what you want about Hogan's in-ring um, ability or lack thereof. Um, I think the same argument could be made for John Cena uh, to a slightly lesser extent. Uh, you know, the two of those are are absolute draws, and you cannot deny their their impact on the business. So I would hope that that was the vein that he that he meant it in. If he meant it in terms of being the greatest performer in wrestling, you're you're high off your ass. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send I'm gonna send these to you. You can look through the list and then uh, do do up your own. Absolutely. Um, so with that being said, we'll uh, sign off for uh, the week, and I will uh, see you on Saturday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host Ben Pierce, who's uh, chomping at the bit to get back to the blackjack table and it's hot date. <laughs> I'm your host, Elio Canelo, saying we will talk to you all Saturday night. See ya. <laughs>